Are you a sheep? No. You're a dragon. Be a dragon. This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls don't play, girls games. Don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into their prime to be the role models, dreams and voices. Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Hearing, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, my name is Monica and with me today is my lovely, amazing and hilarious co-host Amanda. Wow, what an introduction. Hi, Monica. I think you're just as hilarious as I am. Just wanted to say, if not more. I don't think so, but (laughs) (laughs) we'll agree to disagree on that one. Okay. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, they had better days because accounting sucks. But other than that, I'm fine. Yay for Yay. being fine. Boo for accounting. Accounting. Horrible. Horrible. I've had a day. I went to my in- introduction se- introductory session at the local gym today with, with Tom. Oh, so that sounds nice. Yeah, it was fun. We're going to be like... Geeks who get fit. Watch this space is what I'm saying. You have to try and make all the flexing be more audible so that we can hear you flex later on. Oh, yeah. Or, or is it just like forward slash flex? Or that. <laughs> and while we're already talking weird emojis, I don't know if that one was a smooth sailing where I want to go now. But listeners, before we dive into this week's topic, We would love if you take a second and leave us an iTunes review. (laughs) Yeah, iTunes reviews are awesome. And you can even put emojis in them. Actually, I'm not even sure that's true. I don't think you can put emojis in iTunes reviews. But you can write as if you would. Like you can do the forward slash flex if you want to. Uh, Yeah, like, or, you know, take it back before emojis were a thing and you just used like emoticons emoticons showing my age the fellow geeks will know though oh yeah i think and we will be really happy if you supported us in that way we will definitely be reading your reviews out on the show and itunes reviews help new shows like us get a bit more visibility and recognition from other like for just from podcasts in general so it'd be super if you could take the time to do that for us And if you leave us more reviews, maybe one day we will be recommended by iTunes and super big and in the top 10 geeky podcasts on iTunes. How awesome would that be? Hashtag goals. (laughs) Hashtag dreams. So yeah, if you could take a second, that would be amazing. And thanks in advance, I would say. Yeah, thank you in advance. (laughs) Because we're sure you're going to do it. So what do we have in store this week, lovely Amanda? Well, delightful Monica, it's Geek Girl in the News, February 2019 edition. Yay! And it has been a month. It has been a month. There's been so much going on. But let's talk about like the most recent news possible, pretty much. I don't even know if there is a music to that that I could sing. There probably is, but I don't know what it is. I think you might need to be like a string orchestra. 
Maybe that. Nothing. Can you vocalize a string orchestra? <laughs> <laughs> I just played the tiny violin. It was it was fantastic. And listeners, if you weren't sure what Monica was getting at there, we're going to talk about the Oscars, which happened last night as of recording. So just just earlier this week. Honestly, I didn't even. I thought the first few things that I read about it was were fakes. I was a bit confused. Only when I researched now, I was like, oh, it has been Oscar night yesterday. (laughs) I know. I I am kind of ashamed that I didn't really pay attention to the Oscars this year. I'm like, I'm ashamed that I didn't pay attention to Amanda. Like, when have you ever paid attention to the Oscars? (laughs) I do. I usually, I do check what, who won and everything. And I do, do check a bit, do a bit celebrity checking out because I can yeah. Yeah. But I never watched it live because time zones suck. I have seen it live because I used to live in North America and it's a lot easier to watch it live. Obviously. Um, so yeah, I guess I, like back in the early 2000s, I did watch it sometimes. But also I, I think it must be so long and kind of boring. So it's probably better to just watch the sneak peeks of them. Yeah, the highlight highlight reels. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But what is awesome for us geek people out there? There was actually so much at the Oscars this year, like really cool stuff. Monica, I'll let you start with the thing that you are probably most excited about. Spider-Verse won an Oscar! Yay! I'm super excited. Yeah, it won Best Animated Film, which is super cool. Like, The Incredibles 2 didn't get one. And Ralph Breaks the Internet didn't either. Uh, but I think Spider-Verse wasn't surprising, or not very surprising, because a lot of people really, really love that movie. Yeah. Also it, good hashtag representation movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's amazing. Yeah. And this was the, I think it was the very first Oscars that didn't have an official host. Oh, they didn't? No. Wasn't there a thing about the host? Yeah, I don't didn't hear everything. It, the person that they had approached to host declined, and they never caught anybody else. Wasn't there some drama issue? But whatever, it's not yeah. that important. It, well, it probably is really important because I'm sure there's like a political reason for the de- for the decline, but I don't know what it is uh, off the top of my head. So I'm not in any kind of authority place to talk about it on the show. <laughs> But they were kicked off by three of my personal favorite women in comedy. Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, and Maya Rudolph. Tina Fey is kind of like my spirit animal. I adore her. I think she's amazing. The three of them announced the Best Supporting Actress, which was pretty cool because it was uh, Regina King won that. And she starts off the three black women who won Oscars last night. So that's really cool. And the next two women, Hannah Beachler and Ruthie Carter, won for production design and costume design, respectively. They are two of only three black women who have ever won an Oscar outside of an acting role. What? Yeah. So black women are very underrepresented in like the actual film industry, not including actors and actresses. And there's only been, as of last night, three black women who have won a non-acting Oscar. Wow. I mean, they did have general issues like one or two years ago, didn't they, where there was no black person nominated at all? Yeah. So 
that was the were very vocal about it. Mm-hmm. Like Samuel L. Jackson, everyone, obviously. Obviously, and as they should be. So yeah. now that there is some proper representation, not it's probably not where it should be yet, but yeah. you know, steps are being taken and we're getting there slowly. We're getting slow baby steps, baby ba- steps. Yeah. Probably even babier than they should be. But yeah. We had three amazing women win last night and that's that's phenomenal. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. What cracked me up was that you um, mentioned there that there was a best short documentary out there that won an Oscar about yeah. periods. Yes, it was called Period, End of Sentence. Uh, and it was <laughs> developed and, and written and filmed and everything by a group of women about periods. And I think that's awesome. I really feel I need to see that, but I'm not sure if I want to maybe because maybe it's gross. No, periods aren't gross. Periods are a natural thing that happens to most women. But I don't like to have see look in the cup though. Well, who knows what it is? You'd need to watch the documentary. That's why I it. say I want to see it, but maybe it is too visual for me. That's what I mean. Maybe, but gross is not the word, Monica. Yes, gross is not. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Periods are a fact of life. Periods are a fact of life, but you don't necessarily have to enjoy them. No. But on to more exciting news. Did you see Billy Porter? At first I thought it was a Photoshop picture that I saw. <laughs> oh my gosh, he looked amazing. It did look amazing. The picture was so weird, although it looked a bit as if his head was not his own. So Billy amazing. Porter went with his husband to the Oscars and Billy Porter was wearing a velvet tuxedo gown. You heard that right. That's a tuxedo on the top and this humongous velvet ball gown on the bottom. It and was he, huge. Oh my gosh, it was incredible. So I, uh, it just makes me so happy that Billy is challenging these gender and clothing norms, which yeah. as you know, we have a lot of thoughts on here at Geek Herring. <laughs> we do, we do. It must have been so heavy. Yeah, it did look heavy. It does. And the nice bow tie and everything. Mm-hmm. So it looked amazing. Yeah. And in the same vein as challenging gender and clothing norms, we have probably one of Monica's favorite pieces of eye candy, Jason Moma, <laughs> who wore a pink velour suit with a matching pink scrunchie. And you heard that right. Amanda yeah. said a matching pink scrunchie. And so, everybody waited for him to put it on, but he didn't apparently. He did. He didn't. But does this mean that scrunchies are coming back? Do because you want came, scrunchies to come back? I can totally get on board with that. I was a big fan of the scrunchie back in the oh, 90s. Really? Oh, yeah. I had loads. I'm not sure. I, I never had off. enough hair for scrunchies, really, because then I would only have very thin, uh, thin kind of ta- ponytail thing. And then the scrunchie was bigger than my hair was. So <laughs> I was never really on board with them. No, I loved them. I thought they were great because they didn't like fall apart the way that modern hair ties do, like the thin ones and they stretch out and the elastic gets like super thin in parts and Mm. like then they don't secure your hair right and then your hair falls and like with scrunchies, you just don't have that problem. The the elastic tends, they know the elastic tends to stay like where it is because there's more fabric surrounding it. But they never could find that tight. I don't know. I, I, I'm down. That's for probably because though. you have way more hair than I do on your head. Yeah, I, I have like a thick, a, good, yeah, thick hair. Yeah, Jason Momoa, I'm excited. And he was there with his wife, mm, who was also wearing pink. 
who was also wearing pink. I forgot her name. I write this second. Lisa Bonet. There you go. Who we all know from the Cosby show. So and then the last film I wanted to mention was Roma. It was uh, one of the independent foreign films that was in. And it won quite a lot of awards. Um, it's a Mexican gonna, film, right? Yeah, it was a Mexican film. I'm not going to go through and list all the awards because there was quite a few yeah. um, that it won. But it was this amazing film about indigenous women in Mexico. And it talked and brought up a lot of issues about class and workers' rights. Nice. Yeah. So it's one that I don't know too much about, to be honest, but it's definitely on my watch list to to see it for myself. Mm. But it sounds right up our street. And it's definitely something for geek herring because it was something that was really important for us when we were uh, looking for a t-shirt supplier. We didn't want, you know, we wanted something sustainable that supported workers. So definitely excited for this film and to, to learn more about it. Sometimes all these movies, when they're on the Academy Awards, it takes some time for them to cross the pond. Yeah. I'm curious. Me too. Let's hop over to the next piece of news. It's not that cheery. It's but not that cheery, no. Do you want to introduce it, Monica? Whatever you prefer. You put me on the Oscar spot, so I'm putting you on that spot Okay. <laughs> so Twitch streamer called Helen Alive has been permanently banned from Twitch for saying that there are only two genders and nothing in between. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she, there is quite a lot to this, actually. Apparently, she's been uh, reported on multiple occasions for hateful speech over the last two months before being banned. But there's been a lot of people questioning, like, is her saying that there's only two genders the reason why she's been banned? Or was there was there something else? Because she didn't read all of her emails out live to try to explain her side of the story. Yeah, there's just they're just not too sure whether that's the actual reason she's been banned. But I'm if it is, like I think it's great that Twitch is making such a public standpoint, you know, regarding gender and hate speech. So the article that we're also going to put in the show notes, they um have some elements of the email that she got. I'm not sure if that's um, because of what she read out to the people. But basically, Twitch is very vocal about the fact that they don't like the um, discrimination against transgender people. And it seems to be at least one part of the reason why she's banned. Because, as you said, nobody knows exactly. She has had two strikes already before. That was supposed to be the third one. Um, apparently there was conversation between Helena Life and t Twitch support and the staff. And some of these emails she didn't want to read out. I mean, that only lets me assume that she didn't keep her continence. Um, because why would I want to hide something if I feel I haven't done anything wrong? So if that's my standpoint and I feel I'm right, and I argumented that in a way that makes sense for me without being rude, then... I could publicly post that, but apparently that's not the case. And I do agree with you. I think it's great that Twitch takes the, such a, is so vocal and such a good standpoint on that because sometimes a lot of other companies, they just try to get around and they don't, don't put their finger on their actual opinion. But Twitch says, no, that's not something we tolerate. And that's really awesome. I do agree with you. I like that. Good job, Twitch. I mean, apparently there are still a lot of, streamers out there that well can improve their lingo 
during yeah. stream. <laughs> but it's same with everything, isn't it? Like you cannot have your eyes everywhere as a company like that. There's so much content getting pushed out constantly. So it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's slowly it's really, but steadily. Uh, up to users as well consuming the content to report hate speech to to twitch as well yeah for sure make it known make it seen mm -hmm. something is not right talk about it and report it to whoever whatever platform you're on it's the same for all the other social media platforms really yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we're making progress in the world somehow well not so much considering that there are still people out there who feel like they can't tolerate minorities in the world but it's true but we're also making medical progress yes yeah. and very important for women's health yes considering that's always a topic that's not really researched yeah because women's health is one of the least researched fields which is really sad because we make up like half the population of this world yeah and most of the time, all the medical conditions and symptoms are thrown into a big pot. And specifically for, there are a lot of different diseases where women have different symptoms compared to men, especially when it comes to um, heart diseases and heart attacks. Mm -hmm. So it's important that we get the research as well. Yeah, like a female-led team in Mexico who found a cure for HPV, which Ooh. is the human papillomavirus. Woohoo! Woohoo! Which is also, what is it exactly? I mean, I know you should get vaccinated for it, but it's a base disease that can lead to cervical cancer, right? Yes. Like it's a virus that then apparently can be a cause as well for cervical cancer. It doesn't like necessarily mean that it is the main cause, but it is, if you have it, then you're more likely. Yeah, it's actually an STI, um, so a sexually transmitted infection. And it's a one of the most common STIs in the United States right now. And it mainly affects women and can lead to other health problems like genital warts and, like you say, Monica, cancer. So it's th spread through sex. Not, and not just like, like uh, vaginal sex. It can also be spread through anal and oral. Mm-hmm. Does it solely spread through sex? I think or is so. Also, something you can pick up from the toilet. It could be picked up through the toilet, <laughs> or any kind of skin-to-skin -skin contact in the genital area. Mm-hmm. Wow, I really should know more about this, man. I know I barely know anything about it myself. We're badly informed. Mm-hmm. Wow, from this school year in the in the UK, twelve to thirteen-year-old boys are also going to be. Uh, vaccinated for HPV every year. Really? Yep, they're opening it up from from just women. Mm hmm. So that's that's pretty amazing. Apparently, it's like super common, and eighty percent of us will have it at some point during our lives. That's crazy because you don't really get a lot of symptoms from it either. It's just if you happen to notice that you've got genital warts, it could be a symptom. But so many people have no idea that they have HPV. Yeah. Go to the doctor, people. And get checked. Get checked. But yes, so the female-led team, the, the female scientist in Mexico, completely eradicated the disease in 29 cases. So that means it's gone from 29 people. It's a photodynamic therapy and it's non-invasive, which is cool. Mm -hmm. 
Go female-led science. I mean, I had to look up what that is, photodynamic therapy. Fortunately, I haven't had to deal with that before. Yeah. yeah. But probably it's going to take a while until it crosses borders again. Mm. But it's good to know that there is a cure out there now. And then when they test it more and when it's when the pharma industry decides <laughs> that it's good that they have to stop selling us their meds, mm. then we're probably going to get the photodynamic therapy. So in speaking of tech, we came across an article on how to boost intersectionality in tech. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So obviously a female-led team in Mexico, that's going to be a pretty intersectional team because based on what intersectionality is, we've got women, we've got like people of color, and we've got science. So I think it's a pretty good segue into this next week article. So did you know that 26 percent of people employed in computing op- occupations like in tech are women like only 26 so that's like just over a quarter are women but of that 26 percent only nine percent are asian black or hispanic women that's pathetic isn't it it is it is it's really hard for people of color to be re- represented mm-hmm. apparently everywhere that's not prison. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Just wow. sad. Yeah. But it's like, it's really important to have intersectional work teams, especially in tech. Like, no, not just especially in tech, in tech, but like everywhere. It's just important to have intersectional work teams. And studies have shown that cross-cultural teams are more creative and innovative. They're better at problem solving and they make fewer mistakes. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, I would definitely say that having a whole bunch of different backgrounds and opinions would boost up, you know, creativity, innovation, and problem solving. But I'm super surprised that they make fewer mistakes. I think that's awesome. Yeah, but I often think that in these cases, when there are groups, intersectional groups, basically, then the minorities in these groups, they always had to work way harder than everybody else has to. Mm. So obviously, they are like, And I'm not saying competing, but it's like basically leveling up, um, considering that they have already have to work so hard. Mm -hmm. So now they have to work really hard together, which raises the bar again. And so that's probably the reason why there are also way less, way way, uh, few, like few mistakes. That's a really good point, Monica. I have my moments sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) So if you are in charge of hiring in tech, definitely read this article. And listen to this next bit really closely on how to make sure that your team is more intersectional. Number one, you have to increase your focus on hiring an intersectional workforce. So that means that as the person hiring, doing the hiring, try to, you know, bring people in from different backgrounds, especially women of color. Yeah. That's on you. It is. In HR, it's always on you. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure when you write a job out in tech that there are probably a lot of people applying. And if you put people with a name that doesn't sound familiar to you away right at the beginning, then that's on you. Mm-hmm. Number right. two. You intersectionality from all angles. So within your organization, you need to already be doing looks and see what is already there in your organization. So look at the data. And look at the challenges that you have 
and try to bring more representation. Like if you've noticed a distinct lack of Asian workers in your workforce, maybe that's why I have to look. Yeah. So, and we're not just talking about people typing on your computers, like people actually in, in the tech roles look across your entire organization to bring in more inclusivity and intersectionality. Then point number three, embrace the cultural identities of intersectional technologists. So that is also totally on you to make sure that the programs you have put in in place support engagement, inclusion, and the safety of the teams that meet everyone's needs. You want to like be celebrating differences instead of normalizing the minority or the majority, sorry. So one of the biggest challenges for women of color is cultural. So for example, we might be overlooking the complexities that women face with other historically marginalized identities. So we need to, for example, if somebody just celebrate differences, basically, like try not, you're, you're hiring across cultures. So don't make everyone, you know, follow these stodgy white cultures, right? Kind of like the little what was it? Pixar movie with a wool? Yeah. <laughs> we could post it in the comments. That's probably not deep level shit that I'm saying here right now, but maybe it is. But it is. Like, actually, that ties in really well with this. Did uh, We shared the, the Pixar movie with the wool on, on our Facebook page, but we'll post it here as well. Because it's all about, it, it is tackling toxic masculinity in the workforce, but it's also about not marginalizing individual people and making them like the the norm this only socially acceptable thing yeah it's about celebrating diversity across the workplace yeah so that's yeah. basically what it is and you don't have to and it's not the goal to adjust to what is there already so as a company it's your job to make your organization more diverse mm-hmm. so more diversity in tech yes please yes please in general, more diversity. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. Which leads us from organizations and science to the next organization in science that wasn't smooth. You tried, but it didn't quite work. I tried, it didn't quite work. But we're talking about diversity in our jobs. Yes. So this is diversity in an ancient job. In a very ancient job. So a few years ago, scientists found an ancient Viking warrior and it was a grave, obviously. And it was, did I say scientists? Because I should definitely have said archaeologists found this when they were digging. Aren't they scientists as well? Well, they are, they are, but they're a very specific kind of scientists. They're like dirt scientists. Dirt Dirt scientists. They dig in the dirt. It's okay. (laughs) No, actually, there is so much science in archaeology. Um, I actually wanted to be an archaeologist until I found out exactly how much science it was involved. And I was like, Amanda out. Because Amanda <laughs> <doesn't> science so much. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, like there's all this you need to know about uh, soil levels and, and, and everything. And like it's not only the historical background that you need to know. It's basically physics. And yeah, biology, the best thing that ever came out of my first year exam in archaeology is that we had to like draw a diagram of um, 
the different ages of soil and how we knew how to find that. And I just drew a dead body in the soil and was like, I'm fucked. <laughs> like that was it. <laughs> I had no idea. But anyways, back to the article. <laughs> because they already also found a dead body in the soil. Yeah. Yeah. So they assumed that this warrior, back to the topic, this ancient Viking warrior that they found, they assumed it was male because only males can be Viking warriors, right? Wrong. Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) They have finally done the actual scientific research on this through uh, bone analysis and have determined that this Viking warrior is in fact female. Yes, and apparently she's not only a warrior, but also a pretty... She was, not is, sorry. (laughs) Um, Unless she's the walking dead now, but I'm not hoping so. Or reincarnated Uh, into some other warrior awesomeness. (laughs) She was a pretty high-ranking warrior as well. Mm -hmm. So according to what they found in the grave, um, that led them to believe that she, um, yeah, was pretty badass apparently. Yeah, she was uh, buried with her horse and with a like a strategic gaming set you know like you see for example in game of thrones where they move the the pieces to show where to overtake so she was shown or buried with that so fuck yeah ancient women warriors what i do find a bit hardcore and that's also the reason why when this stupid argument comes along that in history women never did anything notable and it was only the men that this history has been written by men and this example is i think the best one because apparently it was misidentified as biologically male because they always assume because of what's in the grave that that's why the the person in the grave is male and not because they did a bone analysis so they just see and with a personal bias, look at this and say, that can only, that's a male job. So that must be a male body in there. And and even though they could have bone analyzed it before, they didn't. And so I I'm, don't want to know how much history is tweaked and, and adjusted like that, just because people couldn't be asked mm-hmm. or just don't want um, like the information to come out. That's not proper science, people. <laughs> Science isn't about assumptions. Okay, like it kind of is, but they have to be then scientifically proven. It's something different if there is, if you're working with a method where there is, like in physics, for example, you don't have new methods yet. So you're not sure how you can prove stuff like this. But if you have methods that can prove something, then you should sure as hell also use them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, go yeah that they did that now. Woohoo! We have been warriors as well. Fuck yeah. I can just see in 100 or 500,000 years when they find Brienne of Tarth's skeleton and they're like, oh, look at this big beast of a man. And then they're like, oh, let's just do some bone analysis. And they're like, whoa, holy shit, this is a woman. And we cool done too. But they shouldn't even have to do that because it should never be presumed. Exactly. It should never be presumed. Same thing with the drawings on the cave walls. Yes. How the fuck would you know what it is? <laughs> like, did they tell you? I don't think so. <laughs> and last but not least on this month's Geek Girl in the News, we do have a listener-submitted article. That Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. 
that uh, we definitely, definitely would have been talking about. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think we jinxed it. I think it's our fault. I think it is our fault. Do you remember a few months back when we talked about this upcoming movie? Maybe you've heard about it. It's too soon now, really, it is. Yeah, one one week today, actually. Oh, yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah. So, obviously, we're talking about Captain Marvel. And in case you remember, <laughs> we said something about there might be stupid people who will write comments and just say shit because they can and not because they've seen the movie. Well, turns out me and Monica can predict the, pu- the future. <laughs> Fortune tellers right here. You, you heard it here f- first. <laughs> so it has obviously already been totally targeted by super negative reviews from asshats who haven't even seen the movie. Obviously, because it's not out yet. Mm-hmm. And also, it's not even that they pretend to have seen the movie. They just comment on the horrible behavior of Brie Larson. And totally tired of this social justice warrior nonsense. This all came from something that Bree said or that she dared to vocalize. Because Bree said um, that the entire press rooms are full of white straight males. In older white straight males as well. white straight males in their prime. And she lacks... According to her, they lack the diversity. They lack the uh, women. They lack people of color. They lack general people with disabilities. There's a full LGBTQ. LGBTQ. Sorry. There's just a lot of lacking unless you're an old straight man. Yeah. And she dared to vocalize that. How dare she? How How dare you, Brie Larson? How dare you? try to be inclusive and nice to people and just saying that it would be nice if there would be some more but instead people think that she's a sexist and a racist because she doesn't like straight white old men which that's not what she's saying (sighs) i always like that people always take it so personally yep how small is your dick well maybe really small wait (laughs) Because seriously, it's just, don't you have any other problems than to go out into the world because someone wants more diversity in something? Nobody's saying get rid of all the straight white male. Just somebody saying, look, I would like to have an interview with a woman. I would like to have an interview with a person of color. I would like to have an interview with a queer person because diversity, man. Yeah, diversity. But it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. And there's so many of these straight white males who are, quote unquote, not interested in even seeing Captain Marvel to back up their views. Like they just, they're just like, nah, women in a Marvel film? No. Apparently the same issue, it was a similar issue when Black Panther came out. So Mm -hmm. idiots jumped the train there. And uh, same thing with the Star Wars movie. Yeah, The Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Yeah. So, what the fork, man? Right, because, you know, God forbid that it's not a superhero movie starring a straight white man. I can't even. I can't even. (laughs) I always have so many issues with that. Like, I'm sitting here thinking, how can someone have a problem with that? I don't get it. Like, maybe I'm sitting here, I'm really trying to think, why... 
Why would I be threatened because of this? Tiny penis syndrome. Tiny penis syndrome. That's no, what I'm no saying. It's, it's just, it's the same thing. Like toxic masculinity is yeah. toxic. And if you have a problem with the word toxic masculinity, probably toxically masculine. Yeah. You should probably think about that. Yes. Yeah. And it doesn't, you don't have to have a huge dick. Just be a nice person. Yeah. I know. Like really nice <laughs> so, people. Size doesn't matter. Just saying. <laughs> it's all about the motion of the ocean. <laughs> Never heard that one as kids. Not size of the boat. It's all about the motion of the ocean. I've never heard that. No. And I'm really sad that people can't see you moving like that right now. She's dancing and making waves and stuff, people. Yep. So, listeners, are you going to be watching Captain Marvel when it comes out on March 8th? Because I know I might be first in that queue on the Friday night. Oh, do you already have tickets? Uh... Well, no, but I'm so going to buy them. <laughs> I'm definitely going to watch it. Probably not on the 8th, but soon then. Yes. Because And you'll have to watch out for our crossover episode with Nerd This. Yes. Where we talk all about Captain Marvel. Yes, that's why I have to watch it pretty early in the line. So yep. we can be on point with that. And it will be awesome. Obviously. Soup's obvious. What? Soup's Soup? obvious. Soup's obvious. It's unbeknownst it's to me. Super obvious. Mm, I don't know. But I'm like really cool, so I said soups. Okay, sorry. Did you not know that I'm really cool? Yeah. I know that you're really cool, but sometimes your sometimes your language doesn't give it away. Sometimes I'm too cool for you. Maybe. <laughs> I think that's what you're saying. But if you want to be really, really super cool, then you can hop over to our merch store. And pick up our brand new Geek Herring t-shirt. Yay, we're super excited. I mean, Amanda is more excited because we have a pink version of it, which I'm not that excited about. The pink version is happy. awesome. Yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, we have a lot of other different colors. And we will link it in the show notes as well because it's amazing. Yes, so definitely pick yourself up the new Geek Herring t-shirt or one of the other ones if that might take your fancy instead. But the new one's awesome. The new one's awesome. And if you want something very specific, like Potterhead and need some Potter shirts, Game of Thrones, we got your ass. Yep. Or back. Or whatever. Or, you know, torso, because they're t-shirts. We got your torso. We got your torso. <laughs> well, you're again too cool for me. <laughs> too cool. Geek caring. <laughs> We're doing that. Toast doing that. Soups. Soups totes. Totes soups. <sighs> I think we should go. Yes. <laughs> Before Amanda gives us any more words that we can't handle because of the coolness. Thanks, listeners, for joining us. And I hope that you don't think I'm as lame as Monica does today. No, you're not lame. You just have lame vocabulary sometimes. <laughs> But who am I to talk? You're Austrian. I know I'm Austrian. <laughs> the only thing that I can say is I'll be back. Next week on Geek Herring. If you like this episode of Geek Herring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Herring and over on geekherring.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.